I'm Ashton. I'm Claire. And you're listening to the, the Non Essentials Podcast. Podcast. So, what are we talking about today? Winging it. Just gonna wing it, lah. I mean, yeah, in the true nature of the subject, we'll wing it, we'll wing the conversation, unlike the other podcasts. The last five episodes. Yes. We have actually put in a lot of effort. Yeah. <laughs> Way more than that probably <laughs> came through. <laughs> no, but like the whole the whole idea of this podcast was kind of winging it. Yeah. To, to begin with, like how we got, how we even got here. Dude. We literally didn't, we were almost out of topics. Yeah. And or. Then, and we sort of kind of just, we're just recording in your house in a room that is kind of like your gym. The essence of the podcast is winging it. Yeah. If you think about it. I mean, I mean, my treadmill is to your left. And and your gym equipment is here too. Yeah, and you're you're sitting on the bed that also houses the gym equipment. I mean, fortunately, like most other things that we wing or do last minute, it didn't turn out too badly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you okay? Have you winged it in like at work or at school last time? Uh, at work, not as much because I guess I have a PM to like set the like you know keep me on track. Oh so yeah. Okay. Even if it, the project isn't like due until Friday, she'll check in on me pretty much every day, right? Yeah. To see how far I am. It's kind of hard to wing it. And, you know, <laughs> explaining that I want to wing it probably wouldn't go down super well. <laughs> She'd be like, huh? She'd be like, what? Um, but in school, like, I think everyone wings it in school. Yeah. Right? You- I mean, for like for me, I guess the a key winging it situation, uh, if that's what you can call it, would be like when I was doing my shoe competition. That got me and eventually got me into my current job. So, like, we had to attend a whole course about doing shoe illustrations. So I never done that before, never came from that background, but I did furniture before that. So uh, we had to do like a five day course and on the fourth and the fifth day, you do like ideation for the actual competition and then you have to submit like an illustration. So on the fourth day, I felt that if I was just going to do a generic illustration, it would not have the same impact because I was doing a lot of three-dimensional stuff on my shoes, like for the competition submission. As in like the graphics you sent to them were 3D? So the actual shoe that I was going to do is very 3D. Okay. So it had like feathers on top of feathers, like layerings and everything. So if I was just doing an illustration, like, okay, I'm not that good of an illustrator that I can have like shadows and everything, right? But I did do 3D for my furniture. I've never done 3D for my shoes. But on the night of the fourth day, and the fifth day is the submission, I was like, heck, I'm just going to try. I'm going to make a 3D shoe. And, and how did that I, turn out? I spent like the night like at 2am Googling how to make a shoe in 3D. What techniques can I learn? And then just like pieced it together and submitted it. And eventually we got, I got second for the competition. No big deal. So I guess in that case, winging it did help. Yeah, but also like, I don't know if it's the same for you, but like for me, I feel like I do tend to work. Not that procrastination is good, but in that last bit of the, like, when you're very close to the deadline. I mean, sure. It feels like, I mean, it's the way like pressure pressure cookers work, right? Yeah. I mean, when things are under pressure, they cook faster. That's the whole point of it. So when you're in that time pressure and you only, you know, you only have three days left for it, you just... It's like your brain goes into survival mode. It just, yeah, you just push it. But you have no choice but to succeed. I mean, like, let's say you were given the project a month before. Your brain's pretty, it's hard to feel 
like a need to a actually need put to. out anything, yeah. right? Yeah, there's no real need. But then you keep feeling that there's no need until like pretty much it's like <laughs> three it's days before and then there's suddenly screwed. a huge need. Yeah. Mm. And then, I mean, that one is like a by choice, right? You chose to enter that competition. Yeah. But I feel like in school, like we would have a lot of projects and they'd all be like, Pretty much like concurrent like you have your midterm projects and you have your final like your year-end projects yeah and all your classes would have those right yeah and they pretty much they all have the same, anyway. yeah they were they're pretty much given at the same time and then the deadline is around the same time so you have to work at the, you have to work at the same time you have to just like force your way through and exactly to submit like, and yeah so i mean for me like i mean i wouldn't choose to wing something i like being pre- i'm the kind of person like i like to feel prepared right Overprepared, exactly. But if I have like 10 projects, I would rather like give my best to like eight out of 10 and then wing two out of 10 mm-hmm. than to like give subpar work for all 10. Because uh, there are okay. just some things you so you, you can ad- wing, you right? You adjust your focus. Yeah, I adjust my focus. Control. Yeah. And then the other three, it's like you throw your weight in. You're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go with the flow. And yeah, then, I guess that, right? that makes sense. I would do that. Yeah, so it's not like I'm winging it I don't choose to wing it, but because of the time constraints, the circumstances, the circumstances, yeah. I'm almost forced to. So then I embrace it, and then I choose to see where I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like if you end up like over preparing, does it affect you more? Um, only for certain things. So if I over prepare for more like presentation, so presentations or interviews. Yeah. If I over prepare for those. Because I used to be so nervous at presenting, I would write out my notes. Oh, like, like everything. Verbatim, like word for word. Wow. And then that was really bad because I was reading off. And then I thought, okay, what if I just do like points and memorize those points? Yeah. And then I did that as well. But every time I got like a little bit sidetracked, I would totally lose, like, I'm panicked. Like, I've, lo- I've lost the plot. You go into like the ramble Yeah, situation. I go into the ramble to try and get back. Ah, okay. But if I didn't like prepare at all like no notes no yeah. nothing and i just go off my like powerpoint which has no words on it most of the yeah. time it's just pictures i find that i'm a lot more like there's just it's no pressure smoother, because right? i'm not supposed to be following anything right yeah that's I, true I, there's nothing for me to like, follow you can sort of like pick up on things as you go along exactly you most likely you already know like the pointers that you want to bring up yeah well i would have written right? like thousands of words yeah. on the report to go along with the presentation exactly. so i know that especially if you're the one that kind of made the presentation when you were making it you already had like a mindset of what exactly you wanted to portray to the audience right yeah so i feel like i do agree with that like i've done presentations too where Where you you didn't overthink right yeah where you just don't overthink so you're just like okay you know what i'm just gonna go with the flow and it works better because when you didn't when you have no right written right or wrong like things you are or not are not supposed to say you can't you can't go wrong if you think about it yeah like nobody else knows if you missed a point. Yeah, nobody actually. knows else knows if you missed if, a point yeah, or not. Nobody else knows. So like you don't have to like end up shutting yourself down mentally because you missed a point because actually to everyone else it sounds perfectly fine. Yeah. You can just like add that and then move on to the next one. Yeah. Or just throw it in later if you come. Exactly. Back. Yeah. I think on the other hand, there are also many things that you can't just wing. For example, like I've been to company interviews or like okay, every time I interview for a job. One of the things that a lot of design studios or companies, actually even general companies like to ask, it's like, what is your favorite project from our company? Or why do you even want to join our company? What interests you? Mm. So if you if you wing that 
and you have not done your research into like what they stand for or like what are some good projects. Actually, there was once I did that. <laughs> Wait, well, did it work for you or did it not work? No, for no, you? I didn't. I didn't join a company, but I realized like it was not something that that was actually in my specializations. But I interviewed for uh, well, I can say the company name. So I interviewed for a job, a set designer at MediaCorp. <laughs> okay, because I had like furniture interior background, right? And then I went in and they asked me, what's your favorite show that we've done oh, on no. MediaCorp recently? Not like, oh, because like, if all I can throw like Pachukang under one roof, all those things. But it was recent. And the only thing that I could think of in my mind, because I've seen adverts, was Tangling. <gasps> <laughs> the good thing was they didn't ask me for like further information Imagine about it. Imagine they ask you your favorite character or something. They, thankfully they did. They were just like, oh cool, you, you've watched Tangling. That's like a great show. I'm like, yeah, I, I love that. You know, you guys like try to include like the Singapore culture and everything. Like the basic stuff that I knew, but I knew it was so bad. But but that's because you you could at least still draw something that you knew was a fact, right? Yeah, that it was linked to like, because the show's name is called exactly. Tangling. Exactly. So. But if you didn't, if you yeah, really if didn't, I didn't know, even know any that, shows, right? I'm screwed. You, yeah, you, I would have been called out so fast. Exactly. So there's like, I mean, I've known, I mean, I've gone to school with people who think that like they genuinely are really smart. Like they think they know they're smart and they are genuinely smart. And they're confident about it, And they're confident, but they're almost overconfident. So they think they can, they don't need to prepare. Ah, They think they can wing every interview and that all companies will want them. Yeah. But that's the thing, like you cannot wing, they won't be asking you things. For example, I mean, MediaCorp, you're just lucky that you knew that show and you hadn't even watched it, right? No, (laughs) but there are some things that they're, planning on asking you that you really can't lie about yeah i mean if they ask you which products do you use or like they ask you more technical like you know, questions like, like about their project yeah, for example or like you know which yeah. is our product which product is more this or that yeah you you need to know right yeah so it's not just about you necessarily like they'll know if you wing it i mean there's even been times where like when i was working for a company that like they're known for materials so there was once we had a furniture project and then uh, a few media channels were walking around and they happened to stop at our booth. And I was like the only designer there at that point of time. So they asked me like a full in-depth into like about the products and the materials. And I had to like call out every single information I knew about the material. You're thankfully, so lucky you knew it. Thankfully, I knew it. If not like one, I would have screwed myself over in the company. Two, I would probably have given wrong information about the company and the materials they use, which are like facts that you can't change. Yeah. So basically like, you can't lie about facts and don't yeah, make them yeah. up because the person asking you about them probably knows the answer. Yeah. And they'll find out uh, like, even if they don't find out, somebody else will find out eventually. Yeah. And it's just going to come back to you and it's just like, it's just asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, essentially we should just, you still have to prepare in a way. If you can. Basically, if you can prepare for something, prepare as much as you can. Yeah. But there are times where you just have to wing it. Yeah, you just have to wing it. And it helps that you don't really have to deal with like the precognitive part that you constantly overthink things if you're winging it. Right. Like, I feel like, yeah, the essence of winging it is just do it. Don't yeah, overthink, just do it. In English, can lah. Yeah. Okay lah. Okay lah. Okay lah. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I think the problem a lot of like creatives have to is we stop ourselves. Like 
okay, imposter syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome. <laughs> or the thing is, like, I mean, remember you and I wanted to start that company one time, right? Oh, yeah. And we did a lot of research into it. And then we did designs and we did like that. We did a whole marketing plan, but we didn't actually do Dumped anything, right? We didn't yeah. make the leap. And part of it was because we were kind of like scared. I don't know what we were waiting for, but we were waiting for yeah, we just something. We were waiting for something, stalled. but we didn't know what we were waiting for at the same time. Yeah. So then we just stopped. Whereas if we had just jumped into it and like, like how we jumped into this podcast. Exactly. Like how we jumped into this podcast and like this is happening. That's yeah. not. And that had a ton of preparation. Yeah. We almost over prepared until the point we were scared because we were like this. This has to work. And then it otherwise true. we put too much work into it. Right. Yes. Whereas with this podcast, we're like, it would be sick if people listened, but yeah. I'm not going to be heartbroken if this is no one listened. First. Let's just do it. Yeah, let's just do it and, and see what happens. And try to improve it as much as possible along the way. Exactly. Which is what we've been like doing. winging it along the way. Yeah, winging too. it along the way. Yeah, I think that's like a good way to go at it. Yeah. And I mean, every you you can like, that's the thing, you can... You can upgrade, you can level up, which I've, is kind of what we've done every week. We've been adding yeah. little bits. Every week our like podcast setup podcast. gets something like maybe a little soundproofing. What do you call this foam material? Acoustic foam. Yeah, acoustic foam where we get yeah. like a mic stand. I mean, the very first week we're using our AirPods, right? Yeah. Yeah, every week it gets like a little bit better. Yeah, and, and then we like spend a little bit and we make it a little bit better. Yeah. And we improve our sound. Yeah, we're like a little mustard seed growing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess we should just keep upgrading. Yeah. Ourselves and the podcast so winging it essentially what well, i guess what you're saying is like winging it doesn't isn't the end necessarily yeah it should not be the end yeah i mean improving should not i mean be something the end. is if it's like a presentation then you wing it and you're done but yeah, if yeah. you're starting a business or something and you you kind of wing you kind of prepare but you kind of wing it yeah if you're owning your own business everything is winging it actually i think yeah if you're a startup or like if you're you're planning to start a small like business or design thing at the end of the day, most of it is actually winging it. Sometimes you can't know until you try. Yeah, you, it's just like markets are unpredictable. Customer audience, it they change every time. Yeah. But if you don't do it, you'll never know. I mean, I just picked up sewing. <laughs> oh yeah, you have picked up I sewing. I almost hesitated to like say that. But the first, I know it sounds ridiculous. I mean, for people who don't have anxiety, you will not understand. But I have pretty bad anxiety. And when I went to buy my materials at Chinatown Market. It was Market, such a big deal, right? It is such a big deal. I woke up that morning with like with a gasp, like out of bed. Yeah. And I, my heart was just thumping the whole day. Because as I was, every time I like purchased a material or purchased a tool, I was thinking, I can't mess this up because I've already yeah, invested. Yeah, you're already like throwing in Yeah, I'm already throwing in money, right? right? Yeah. And I had so much anxiety when I bought my machine and when I was sewing my first thing because I was like, what if it turns out bad, it's right? It's way intense for you. Yes. That's right. Yes. Because, you, I mean, you know I don't have anxiety, but okay, when I go and sew, especially in school last time, I have to get myself into like this zen mindset. You have to be in the zone, right? I have to like have a coffee, chill, look oh out the gosh, window, same. be like, okay, everything's going to be fine. My sewing will not get messed up. My stitches will be straight. They will follow the lines that I want them to go into. <laughs> And then I start stitching and then it messes up. Yeah. And then, I mean, unless you use like, you pull the seams out, you pretty yeah. much have to like, to one everything. little like misstep in sewing yeah. can ruin your whole yes. project, right? No, but the thing is, then from there, if you kept, like I kept sewing, right? You would learn. You, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, you, you learn what not to do. And if you never done, if you never done the same mistakes, you would not know how to get out of it. Yeah, and I'm not doing it to, you know, earn money or anything. I'm yeah. just doing it for fun. And that, I also had to keep reminding myself of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I made, like, uh, I made a jumpsuit and I got really frustrated because 
the fabric was really the fabric is stretchy uh -huh. so when i cut it i suppose i was pulling i was pulling so oh, okay. like when i let go the two right? fabrics the two sides are supposed to be even one was longer than the other ah, okay. so when i and i only realized after i like finished sewing so it's the top is uneven but then yeah. i thought like whatever like who's gonna see it nobody's gonna be staring yeah. at your seam yeah no one's gonna be like staring at the seam like people probably wouldn't notice if i didn't say anything yeah and that's <laughs> like that's the thing with winging it if people don't know you're winging it most of the time this thing oh wow you're doing a really good job yeah only you know you're winging it yeah is i your, mean unless it's about facts as we discussed then yeah, everyone yeah. knows in a sense it's like fake it till you make it like okay i guess when you fake it like fake it in a good way of course like we were saying then people also could look up to you because you're kind of owning it like they don't know it. i was in they don't know you're yeah they don't faking. know so eventually you just garner you that sort of following to like how you are actually building whatever it is you're building Oh, I thought of a really bad joke, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Because okay. I'm going to burst if I don't. All right. So you just keep on winging it, and then one day you'll be flying. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wing it till you win it. <laughs> this is a bad okay, joke. Okay, we should end, we should end, we should right, end. Clearly we should we're end. not comedians, never mind. We can't wing the, yeah, we cannot wing the comedy. We can't wing the comedy. Fighting clients, trying to meet deadlines Will we finish in time? The non-essentials Podcast!